This podcast was produced in association with FunEmploymentRadio.com. Good morning, afternoon, dusk, and eve, and welcome once more to the Well-Adjusted Gamer Podcast. It is currently September 12th, and... Today on the show, I'm sharing an awesome conversation with Art Santana and Dylan Snow from Ground Control. We get some great insight into Art's gaming life and career, as well as his newest endeavors. Dylan and Art also share their experiences hitting the convention circuit over the last few weeks, including PAX West and Rose City Comic Con. Now, here's a couple of upcoming events you need to mark on your calendars. First, This weekend, Greg and Sarah, founders of This Very Dear Network and hosts of THE Fun Employment Radio podcast, are doing a free live podcast followed by the Brewers Cup Cornhole Tournament this Sunday, the 17th at Landmark Saloon, located at 4847 Southeast Division in Portland. There will be tons of fun and beers on tap and even my very own creation, the Nibbler's Frogicide Shooting Gallery, huh? If you are in town and down, be sure to make your way over Sunday afternoon. Looking a little further into the future, a big topic on today's episode, the Portland Retro Gaming Expo is coming to Portland the weekend of October 20th. Everyone that even remotely considers themselves a gamer cannot miss this event. Tickets are currently only 35 bucks for the whole weekend, and they're like 12 to 27 per day otherwise. There's going to be hundreds of games, dozens of vendors, and lots of panels and tournaments to watch as well. It's going to be awesome, and I will most definitely be there as well. One last thing I wanted to mention gaming-wise before we dig in, I recently pulled the trigger on my first Humble Bundle. I ended up grabbing the monthly bundle for, what, like a mere $12? and it came with the most recent Tomb Raider. Finally, a game that can really stretch out the performance of my newly crafted PC. I'm able to run it at almost the highest settings, just have to dial back the textures a little bit, but it looks and runs amazing. The rest of the games in the bundle will be revealed over the rest of the month, so I'm on pins and needles to see what else I get. I've also got Agents of Mayhem on the way from Gamefly for PS4. This one is an offshoot of the Saints Row series of games and kind of takes a direct shot at superheroes and comic book styled action and adventure. I'm looking forward to tearing through the city with some insane superpowers, which should be a great distraction while I wait the last few days until Project Cars 2 hits the market on the 22nd. That will actually be my first day one PC gaming purchase and the first game to truly falcon punch my setup. I can't wait to see how she holds up. You are on the way to this version. What do you say? This is the Well-Adjusted Gamer Podcast.
Welcome back, everybody. This is Jason Chevron Chops, and today I am joined by Dylan Snow and Art Santana. Welcome to the show, guys. Howdy. How's it going? So, Dylan has been here before. Dylan, you remember from Ground Control. We had a little expose on everything that goes on over there, and now Art is from the same family. Mm -hmm. So, now we get to learn a little bit about him. Who is Art? Where is he from? That's a great question. What what are (laughs) his biggest interests and motivations in life? Do you want me to do those in order? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I'm writing this down, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, I've been a part of the GK family for like 11 plus years now. So, oh boy. Um, so I'm, I'm still happy to be around. Yeah. Believe it or not. <laughs> that, that's a testament right there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what got you to this point in time? Where, where are you from? Because I know Dylan and I have shared our travels of the world. How about yourself? Born and raised? Or? Yeah, so I grew up in McMinnville, about an hour south of here. Um, small town, you yeah. know, just enough to do to keep you from going completely insane. Uh, <laughs> right. But I, you know, I grew up going to a hometown arcade. Uh, one of my best friends, his dad ran the hometown arcade Ooh. and got to go to a couple of arcade, you know, conventions in mm-hmm. Las Vegas and Reno. So oh, that was my first taste of that world and what, what that was like. And... Eventually, after high school, I, I found my way up here and settled in and really didn't have any plans of working at an arcade uh, like I did, but right. ended up just picking up uh, like a job at Ground Control checking IDs at the door because uh-huh. that's how kind of small and chill Ground Control was at the right. time, where a guy like me, if, you, if anybody knows what <laughs> I look like and not intimidating, <laughs> could check IDs at the door, and it kind of grew from there. They were in need of someone to... Uh, take on day shifts and then they're in need of someone to take on management responsibilities mm-hmm. and so I just kind of gave it a shot and everything snowballed and yeah and it ended up working out so just naturally progressed through. yeah 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 it's awesome yeah it's it's crazy too to imagine I mean like you said <clears throat> growing up with like the hometown arcades yeah there was never a business model like this like those arcades no. would literally just get kids in and out as fast as you can, and that that's it. I like, don't even think at the time that you know Chuck E. Cheese served alcohol like they do now. Oh God. But they serve I, alcohol now, right? Yeah, <laughs> they serve beer and wine. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah, they they're pretty uh, strict about how much they'll give you. I think, but they they do serve beer and wine, and I don't know how long it's been. Maybe ten years. I don't know. But Man. Um, and now that they're getting rid of the machines, the animatronics, unfortunately. I know. I don't know. We what better there is to we do better that. go drink with those guys pretty soon. The machines mm-hmm. that is. Here, yeah, they're gonna need. They're gonna so need uh, the noise. Something to do. There. Um. So yeah, yeah. At the back then, it really was just arcade games and maybe tickets. You know, redemption was the other money maker. For, True. Yeah. For them. Um. So the the concept of a barcade sort of experience, arcade slash bar, was was pretty new to me when I discovered Ground Control. But totally, it made sense. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, my like the the of course it's a recent trend within the last like ten years. I don't know yeah. when something like Dave and Buster's first came to be, but yeah, that's like, a, yeah, that is a good point. Mm-hmm. I I don't know their history, and I and I should say that I had experienced at least one place in Boston called Jillian's. That was kind of an insane, like four-story place <laughs> where they had a floor of arcade games. They had a floor that was bowling. They had a floor that was all billiards. Oh man! And it was a full bar. Yeah. You know, I'd never seen something like that before. I saw that place. So probably there was there were Dave and Buster's and Game Works and things like that. But mm-hmm. I had not been to one. But right. you know, by that point in my life. Yeah, but like you said, you had the <clears throat> there's kind of like that middle ground with places like Chuck E. Cheese, and yeah. we had like an Incredible Johns that came into town. That's like 
Chuck E. Cheese on steroids, where they right. have like carnival rides in the building type of thing, like yeah. a, a full like what is it? Not a Ferris wheel, but a um, carousel. carousel. Yeah. yeah, and other things, and like a miniature golf course and everything. Because yeah, I had like a they called it a Homer's and Birdies. It was like the most advanced family fun center my hometown had. Cool. And it was all in like a strip mall. Yeah, which was insane. That sounds pretty great. Oh, yeah. uh, it was like batting cages, miniature golf. Um, they had like roller hockey at the time too, when that was a thing, uh-huh. you know, like it, it was, it was intense, but another business that just couldn't make it. And yeah. that's kind of like the, the history of arcades is, I mean, when basically like the late nineties when they just dumped out and were gone. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's about when we lost the one in my hometown. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't viable to do it in that way anymore. There's too much competition from home consoles and people just yeah. kind of, not you know, not as interested in it. They they wanted to stay home and play you know PlayStation, <laughs> and Dreamcast, and yeah, PC, <laughs> PC gaming games. And all oh that. god! Um, but Halo. fortunately, yeah, fortunately, um, the people that are into classic arcade gaming um, loved it enough to you know preserve those games and mm-hmm. snap up those games that oh. were getting cleared out. And True. That's how the actual owners got into it. Is mm-hmm. they they were collectors. They they were buying games when other people were getting rid of them for nothing. You know. Right, I, I remember those alive. days, like walking through the mall and the big arcade that was there. Not only were every game in the the arcade itself did they have like price tags on them, but there was another mall I went to. They had it like just out in the middle, like a kiosk. Basically, it was like yeah. a big Street Fighter cabinet with the projector screen for like two grand. It's like I'm like nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> like oh my god, I wish I had two grand right now. Like totally, totally like feel that because yeah, it, it was just the 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 dark ages of arcades when everything just hit that slump but like mm-hmm. you said it's it was it kind of perfectly was co- coordinated with the the generation that grew up with them yeah was then in a position to be able to buy them and maintain them and keep them yeah and yeah i knew lots of people growing up that had everybody had like at least one arcade cabinet like somebody in the family had one yeah like i had a, an uncle that had centipede his parents had like six or eight games mm-hmm. like it's it's always been there kind of in the background and undercurrent thing but now everybody that grew up like that is of age yeah. and now yeah it's 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 an easy comeback and thankfully we're motivated enough to <laughs> take advantage of it and get out there and do it yeah, yeah but definitely it's do you see like audience wise obviously since you guys are a barcade but after 10 it's 21 right uh, after five. After five. Yeah. So, yeah. do you see a lot of kids still during the days, and like the open days, like the free days, or is it mostly adults? Yeah, we see a lot of kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of them stay until you know until around four thirty or so when, mm-hmm. when we have to unfortunately kick them out. Right. But um, yeah, I'd say that you know, especially during the summer, we get a ton of kids. Yeah. But um, you know, some of them, however. Or if they may be there during the weekdays or are still mm-hmm. there during weekdays, uh, other times of the year. Yeah, you don't check their uh, their uh, hall passes or anything <laughs> yeah. there and then call their parents. Yeah, do you have yeah. a note from your parent in your school <laughs> to say that you're allowed to be here? Because that's, I mean, trouble. honestly, that's part of going to an arcade is skipping school to get right. there, right? Yeah, so. absolutely. But, um, yeah, on the weekends, too, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see. It is, because as opposed to them sitting at home watching Twitch... And not playing games at all, which is like the yeah. new trend. Like, mm-hmm. good. I'm, I'm glad. It's it's exciting to hear. And I, 
it's hard to to judge. I mean, I don't run around with a lot of thirteen year olds these days, so. I saw, you don't it's know what, see, what's, yeah, like what, what their what connection into? to it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, saw these kids um, with a GoPro sitting on the, the Captain America machine the other day. Oh, wow. Oh, really? they, were, they were filming themselves playing. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. They were probably oh, like nine years old or something. That's, That's incredible. Awesome. That is insane. I mean, I guess I, w- you know, I would have done the same when I was a kid, too, had I had the opportunity, you know. To right. document every single thing I was doing in my life, I probably would have done it all the time. Start a YouTube channel when you're 10. Yeah. This, uh, this reminds me of our last April Fool's joke. Oh, yeah, the uh, the companion app, the ground control companion app. Yep. Uh, yeah, look that up. Uh, I don't I don't know if it's... It's, it's on our website, so... Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, it's not real yet. No. I got an email about it like a month ago, though. Yeah. So I was like, hey, I can't find it on the app store. Yeah. Where it's still it? in beta, unfortunately. <laughs> Dang it. Forever. Um, yeah, I mean, families definitely go there, mm-hmm. and it's not always, you know, mom and dad trying to show the kids, you know, this is what games are to me, which right. is, it's some of that, which is, yeah. which is great, That'd but there, there are, there are kids that are genuinely interested in these, in these games, which just goes to show how well designed some of these games are, that they True. persist, you know, in, and can com- compete, you know, in a way with the newest, most cutting edge experience or whatever's on your phone, you know, right. you have 1 million games on your phone at all times, but Miss Pac-Man is still pretty fun. Right, so. yeah, Miss Pac-Man, and then you think of something like Robotron. Yeah. yeah. They literally, today, I'm sure somebody released a game with a twin stick shooting model. Yeah, like, probably, there's period. probably a few yeah. of them on the app store like right. released today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just played one not too long ago, like Neon Chrome, I think it's called. And it's kind of like an indie. It sounds game. like a video game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or or a, a synthwave band, but <laughs> yeah, probably both. <laughs> yeah. Need to Google it and see. They're probably really awesome too, because that's a good name. <laughs> and that's yeah. how you judge the bands, right? Well, and you know, and and that like stuff like that uh, goes to show how. So Robotron was designed by Eugene Jarvis, who is you know the guy that started raw thrills that does big buck hunter and all the you know kind of cutting edge arcade stuff so yeah he's still in the game like he's still doing stuff which is still pushing the industry basically Mm -hmm. exactly god with stuff like that golden tea yeah golden (laughs) tea is i mean yeah i don't know if there's any legacy attached to golden tea like that but golden tea i like i think is a really fun game and a total like phenomenon that you know kind of kept arcade gaming help keep arcade gaming alive in bars certainly yeah. for for a minute that bars and pizza counter. parlors uh-huh. mm-hmm. that was one of the first tournament style things for an arcade game that i saw yeah just yeah. in a general place like not like a street fighter tournament or something going on somewhere but no a pizza parlor would have a golden tea tournament yeah. set up for like every That's weekend the first like, time i saw it yeah. yeah linked up to the internet and all that right. so you can see the leaderboards yeah global leaderboards for an arcade game it's pretty cool i feel like we have to give some credit to big buck hunter as well oh definitely yeah, yeah. big buck hunter is a huge tournament game really um, i didn't know there's the a tournament side to it really yeah, people win tens of thousands of dollars i think holy I, crap I don't know the number off the top of my head but yeah that's it's a big thing wow because you you can you can when you play that game you can also um i think spend more money to like have rank scoring and all this stuff and Man. you know yeah like, they, they've figured out how to how to keep that stuff going and pretty much initial it. d card <laughs> keep track of your stats yeah yeah <laughs> That's awesome. I'm pretty sure they stream all their like big tournaments on Twitch and all that as well. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> and you know, and and again, like those are games that are like often like maligned in like the arcade industry for yeah. for a lot of people because they're not real games or whatever. But I think they are. I think they're great. Yeah. I think they're super fun. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, like our our pool hall in town when I was hitting my like teen late teens twenties. 
um, it was all about that and Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Right. Like, mm-hmm. We just go back and forth between those two games. It's it's funny. I wonder, I want to see one of those Twitch things just to see what kind of person does that. Like, to see if there's yeah. any kind of, like, stereotypes that get into it or if it is just hardcore gamers. Yeah. Because that'd be really funny. I would love to see, like, a big old country boy in there. <laughs> I think there are. You <laughs> know, I really do think there are. I kind of I, I checked it out. Uh, about a year Check ago, out one of the uh-huh. scenes, one of the yeah. streams. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Man. I mean, there are there are like really good women players too, which is not mm-hmm. something that you would probably oh, yeah. see in an arcade game tournament. You know, which is right. that that kind of helps turn the tide to mm-hmm. kind of more inclusive gaming and right. stuff, which is yeah. cool. That's huge, right? Here now. we are giving giving props to Big Buck Hunter. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> wow. I didn't know we'd be here. Yeah. <laughs> this is not something you could predict. Just so. drop a free cabinet on us, <laughs> right? We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> Again, that's groundcontrol.com. That's yeah. control with the K. Yeah. <laughs> we accept deliveries <laughs> right? seven days a week. <laughs> Just go ahead and reach out to, to Dylan there. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, what are you working on today yourself, Art? Like outside of ground control? Yeah, my full time job uh, back in October, I took a, a full time gig with Open Signal, which is uh, used to be called Portland Community Media mm-hmm. and uh, traditionally it was just Portland's public access and cable access Ooh, uh, TV yeah. facility yeah. so anyone anyone can go there and learn how to make you know film or TV fundamentals mm-hmm. and put whatever they want on the air <laughs> and it still is that but it's, it's expanded and kind of rebranded and relaunched uh, to kind of be a wider range of training mm-hmm. options and you know after effects classes and Ooh. just you know more specific training um, and it's just a really cool place where you can go take a class for you know pretty low cost um we have scholarships too so even if you don't have the income for it you can probably take a class there anyway um and then once you do that you get access to equipment and you can make whatever project you want as long as you submit it to air at least once you're good you know that's kind of how it goes so um that's been a really fun way to kind of learn about a new, you know, kind of a new world and a new side of Portland that I wasn't as tapped into. Yeah. And now I can still do graphic stuff on the side. That is awesome. And then again, that was Open Signal. Yeah, Open Signal. The website is OpenSignalPDX.org. I will definitely there. check that out. Yeah, that sounds awesome because with like my little side dabbles, like voice acting and acting, like yeah, maybe like find a way to pitch in. Absolutely. There are awesome. definitely people looking for talent sometimes or. We have we do have voiceover uh, voiceover recording booth. And mm-hmm. We have we have kind of a little bit of everything that you might need for a project. Nice. If you yeah. really want to, you know, shoot a documentary on the Portland Big Buck Hunter scene, right? Exactly. You can do that. Yeah. People are. We have Twitch PDX do, does meetups there. Like people oh. are starting to get into you know kind of combining their love of gaming with uh, their love of or their interest and love for uh, film and TV production, which yeah. is cool. God, the the big big game hunter documentary like really. <laughs> Yeah, that got me. Like, I'm thinking that's something you would start sarcastically, almost to kind of like make fun of it. Like, what's the um, the dog show movie? Best in show. Best in show. Like a a best in show style for Big Game Hunter. But in the end, you would find something super serious and like core. Yeah, like to the end. Like, oh, yeah. Anyone that you know, I tend to find like I tend to like appreciate anyone that's that that's that dedicated to something that they yeah, will, to anything, that they to will any devote, thing. you know. Right. Yeah, totally. Well, that's, I mean, the closest thing we have going uh, at Crackshaw right now is Killer Queen. Yeah, like, right. Our Killer Queen fans are really dedicated, and mm-hmm. there's a really good tournament scene and competitive scene that they travel to different cities and stuff, right. and that's really cool to see. Just even the when I was there for the GoldenEye tournament, like yeah. the screams that were oh, coming man. out of that room, holy crap. That was got to happen again. Yeah, awesome. that was all Dylan, like, 
I wasn't an N64 kid at all. Like, I kind of skipped that. I, I was a PlayStation kid. I was, you know, right. a Dreamcast. Um, but N64, like yeah. <laughs> that's, so I didn't really have those. That's what sucked about childhood is you, yeah. had, you, you had to choose. Yeah. yeah. Unless you were really yeah, lucky. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pick, it's like a sports team almost. That's that's the gamer version of picking a 49ers or Seahawks or something. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's yeah. like, are you Nintendo or Sony? And the lines just continue to blur to this day. Yeah. Like, Nintendo's still the, the outlier with the Switch now that's just mm-hmm. completely off the rails, but... It's winning me over, though. I yeah. like. I don't have one yet, but I saw Dylan's at, at PAX, and just the ability to like have Mario Kart right there like right. in your lap is that's, pretty incredible. And now they're porting like intense. Skyrim and stuff to it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I was at Best Buy earlier, and I was I was eyeballing that Mario and Rabbids game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard it's really good. Ooh. Yeah, it's yeah. the reviews are good. Yeah, like it's and the fan service is like the biggest kind of high point to it mm-hmm. it's just there's so much stuff from like the history of mario the the 30 plus years of back catalog just side characters side stories little in jokes right that, yeah it's yeah. it's crazy you might have to pick it up yeah it's it's probably one of those games that it's it's weird you definitely probably need to be into the turn-based strategy rpg stuff but there's like tons of exploits to it that right. make it fun and fast like it's not like a slog at all from what yeah I read. it should be a really accessible version of that kind of game right exactly for people who aren't like who are, might, might be intimidated by XCOM yeah right, exactly yeah, this, is, <laughs> this is XCOM with Rabbids and Mario <laughs> it's a good way to go um, now between the two of you obviously Art is teaching Dylan everything he knew I guess so. Yeah. yeah. About that. <laughs> yeah. He's Dylan holding knows, some things back. Dylan knows what to pay attention to and what to ignore. I think. Yeah. I know a little bit more about Goldeneye. Yeah. yeah right. Coming from the the Nintendo no sixty four tracker. <laughs> yeah. And no slaps. Unless it's the except for the, the, one the final. Yeah, yeah. The the tiebreaker for second place. Yeah. That was truly epic. My God. I, I mean, we should. We honestly should have documented more of that. Like, yeah. That was. We that would do be, it again. We that would have been an again. awesome one to stream. Yeah. Well, definitely. it may have been the uh, the twentieth anniversary tournament, but it was also our first tournament for Goldeneye. Yeah. We yeah. Do another. Exactly. Oh yeah. man. Before the year's out, you heard it here first. Right. It might happen. <laughs> <laughs> we might get around to it. One hundred percent might happen. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Remind me about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I will. I mean, um, we we yeah. also want to like do the follow ups like Perfect Dark. Yeah, um, true. We've got to do that. Well, true. and, and like Time Splitters. We talked about GameCube. Oh yeah, my god! Yeah. I was literally just playing it. I I got so like excited from that that I dug out my GameCube, found all my games, cleaned them up, made sure they all worked, and mm-hmm. borrowed a couple from my buddies. So I've been playing Rogue Squadron like nice. two yes. and three, and yeah, Time Splitters two. I lent it to him because he'd never played it, but. That game is tight it to is. this day. Like, it's Goldeneye perfected even beyond like Perfect Dark because yeah. Perfect Dark was that next evolution. Mm. These guys stole all the right pieces and made just a perfect fun yeah. game. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, one of the first games I think too to have zombies with headshots. Yeah, they, yeah. And uh, just playing. Where it's like the head detection actually makes made sense. Yeah, here. yeah, right. I had a great sense of humor too. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it was a fun game. It, was that Insomniac or that? Uh, or no, no, never saw. It doesn't really matter. Don't I was just, check. I was just curious. I'm checking. I, I I forgot about that game. I did play a lot of that on GameCube. Mm-hmm. I would love to get into that again. For for me, I think it was PS2. But then when I got the GameCube, oh yeah, Party Night. 
like that was the number one game mm-hmm. until we ended up with an Xbox and Halo. Like totally. that, oh. it was it was like the perfect split screen shooter. Right, it right. was. It was and so it much was fun. developed by uh, Free Radical Design. Free Radical, yeah. and I wonder. I think they're one of the ones that kind of bounced around, got split up, bought, sold, and all that. So right. the guys are still out there somewhere, but just like everything else, just like Rare is exists only in name today right. versus the who they the, were. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the unfortunate thing about game development is those classic studios. The individuals are still out there, but mm-hmm. they're n- not together anymore, and it's it's a bummer that that's the nature of the business. Yeah. So so Free Radical got. Um, it looks like they were acquired by Crytek. Okay. Oh, interesting. It makes so those a lot guys of sense. Are working on yeah. Crisis. Crisis. Which <laughs> Crisis Go was figure. A fun name. Yeah. Pushing yeah. the limits of an FPS again. How about yeah. that, man? So they really are. They're the the progenitors of a ton of stuff. I I definitely am. So, I haven't played FPS games a lot for a while now, but mm-hmm. I am excited about the fact that like Doom is still relevant, Quake <sighs> is coming back. Like, yeah, those are my games growing up. Well, so. and Destiny, I need to get that. Just, yeah, it's. I played way too much of the first one and never even did a single raid. Mm-hmm. And I played like yeah, two hundred hours of the game. I played the alpha, the beta, the release, yeah. like for hundreds of hours. And yeah, it was insane that you could have an FPS that again is so tight and so satisfaction driven like mm-hmm. when you get those headshots and when you get like the kills that that matter it's just it feels so good like right. they nailed so much of what makes an fps good and then put an awesome rpg on top of it right like, just crazy i that being said i still i still feel a little bit burned by the first destiny <laughs> right cuz the story was the hardest part to swallow is there was none it was all buried in those cards that you had to look at on the yeah. website, completely outside and separate. Like, what drove that? That was madness. <laughs> like, absolute. Story aside, even it just—I uh, put all my time into that game before it got good. Right like, before they released the expansions. And yeah, and the raids and, and everything. A lot of the mechanics. Mm. So oh. I kind of got burned out on it before yeah, it got. That was to me. Be, uh, yeah. I, I never bought any of the DLC because I was—I was so checked out by the time it finally dropped. The, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. not at all. So I, I picked up Destiny 2. Yeah? Um, yeah, I'm pretty early on in it. Which platform, though? Again, choosing sides. Yeah. Well, what if I told you I got it for PS4 and Xbox One? Oh! But which one are you keeping? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see, like, which group of friends actually sticks to it, you know? Oh, boy. That's where I'm torn now. because I'm, built... I'm gonna get it on PS4. Yeah. That's I, all I have, though. I don't have Xbox One. I built a PC recently. Like, I, I, that, I mean, that is obviously the way to go. If yeah. you That's have what sucks, though. It's like, yeah, I would do that, but then yeah. there's so many other people now that I know on PS4. True. true. It's like, damn it. Like, <laughs> I want to have 60 FPS on PC. Though. Right. That's. Oh. But you should be playing uh, PUBG, right? That's. Yeah. I'm on PC. I'm on the verge of getting into it. I think you have to. Yeah. That's coming out on Especially Xbox. early. Yeah. I played a little bit of it at PAX. Nice. Oh yeah! Have you heard of PAX? Oh yeah, <laughs> what's PAX? PAX? What what what's that like? Like a a PAX? Like a, a curse against somebody? No. Yes, <laughs> that's all that needs to be said. Oh god! So yeah, actually, last weekend was PAX West, and God, how long have they been doing that now? Um, how long has that convention been it's going? It's got to be pushing for, ten for years that at least, right? Um, well, oh, definitely. Haven't you been to like eleven of them? Yeah, I think oh, that was. God. I think that was actually my tenth. Um, I, yeah, um, I want to say they were up to like maybe 14 with this one. I think it was, if it was 15, they would have been really touting that. I think they're at 14 for this original 
um, you know, Seattle area one. That's and of amazing. course it's PAX is spread across worldwide right. now. Yeah, we've got PAX East and everything now. Um, yeah, this used to be PAX Prime. Right. But now we're merely now it's PAX West. PAX yeah. West. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that was the 10th one that I had gone to mm-hmm. personally. And I want to say the fourth one that Ground Control had been an exhibitor at. Um, before that, it was just going for fun and kind of promoting ground control on the on on the slide mm-hmm. on the on the side or you know backpack full t shirts to, right. to whatever you know video game personalities were unfortunate enough to you know <laughs> run into <laughs> run me into you, at, yeah. at some bar. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we we just got back from that um, last week. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what time it is anymore. Uh, and we've been for the past few years we've been taking a truck full of games up there and setting up a pop-up arcade right and you know selling some merch as well but mostly it's we're just there to kind of make classic gaming a part of that show yeah which is and they're really accommodating oh yeah really rad. and it's again with the, the generations that are coming together and appreciating yeah. it like i'm sure you got a lot of traffic from that Definitely. yeah there were people playing pretty much every game at all times during the yeah yeah the show. It was rare to see a game that wasn't in use, which is really cool. It's so inspiring. Like, it's one of those things it's so kind of dumb to think, like, in the broader scope of what's going on in the world, but it is like, it's heartwarming and inspiring to see people actually appreciate, like, the history of gaming, basically. And, like we said earlier, that those games still hold water. Like, they're still Mm -hmm. good. They're still Mm -hmm. fun, solid experiences. As broken as many of them are, like... Yeah. (laughs) As cheap and unfair, but... It is. It's all part of the experience. I mean, we have Dark Souls now, so right. people have come to terms with the fact that games used to be hard. Yeah, <laughs> they got sure. soft for a good twenty years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, look at it. It was inaugurated in two thousand four, so thirteen years ago. There you go. But to think too that it started from a web comic, basically. Yeah, like Penny Arcade yeah. was just that. Like mm-hmm. a couple of guys with something to say <laughs> about video games and whatnot. And God, I mean, that's from the the ground floor of the internet in general. I mean, yeah. just they've been with it the whole time. And then I saw pictures of them like actually out on the show floor, farting around, checking things out. Yeah, um, Tyco came by the booth, right, and played some pinball yeah, while you were there. Some, played some uh, Can Crusher and some South Park. Oh man, he was with his family, so yeah, didn't really want to bother him too much. <laughs> and he's the whole reason that that we're doing that there. Really, like, I um, so. I think it was 2012, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to uh, one of their Q&As, like, kind of opening the convention. They always do, like, a big Q&A that, like, yeah. is a you know, theater full of people that are just desperate to hear them say anything and everything. <laughs> Words. Such, you know... <laughs> Words from their faces. Such, such nerd gods, which is amazing. Um, and someone brought up the idea of pinball and whether or not, you know, they're into pinball. And I can't remember the exact question, but Tycho's response was basically, like, I would love to... Sp- I love pinball. I would love to have that be a part of the show. Yeah. I don't know how to make that happen. Oh. You know? And so, of course, in, in, in my mind, I'm like, I need to send an email immediately. Yeah. You know? I need to run <laughs> and, I and did. tackle him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just sent an email to their kind of main business um, contact, and mm-hmm. it developed from there. And they awesome. really just wanted to see. Because it had happened, I think, at that point, it maybe it happened at least once uh, for PAX East because mm-hmm. they're so close to Fun Spot, which is like oh, a legendary okay. classic arcade. Yeah. And so I knew there was some precedent for doing it there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we figured out how to do it, and it, it, hopefully it'll remain a tradition now. Right. Yeah, that's the key thing is locking it in and keeping with it, mm-hmm. which, I mean, you guys are obviously able and willing 
So hopefully, yeah, they we like reciprocate. I mean, so I've, I've, you know, obviously I've been in a bunch and I've done it a few times, but Dylan is newer to the experience, and mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about, <laughs> you know, got some road whether or not it was worth it. On the soul, I need being like up a there week. for a week. I need like yeah. a week off, and then we could do it again. <laughs> yeah, no, it totally. was, it was, um, it was super fun. You'll learn to party less next time. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's you the gotta, only thing. Moderation is key. It's fun, but not when you're super hungover the whole mm-hmm. time. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that any of us were too hungover. That's good. Any morning, but yeah. it was just a lot of like going out to you know their pinball arcades and yeah, uh, yeah. Because Seattle uh, has a good scene for pinball for sure. Yeah, oh. we we were pretty active the entire time, and it was yeah. exhausting but a lot of fun. Right. It's just hard not to feel like you're not wasting. You're you're like if you're not doing something, you're wasting your time up there. Yeah, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Like sleeping in is nice, but you get that out yeah, of the way, but, and yeah. then you want to just do stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to get in there before the show opens as well. Yeah. Right. Even if you're not, like, working the booth. That immediately, pretty like, much every morning. raised the hairs on the back of my neck. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to see that, to to be in, in a place like that, like any kind of big convention with nobody around, like yeah, just to so, be able to yeah. be able to take it in and the silence of it and just kind of the scale, storm. yeah, because yeah. it gets packed. I don't know. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know if we have numbers for this year, but wasn't last year like seventy thousand people? I want to say last crap. year was eighty thousand. Oh. I feel like they've been pushing eighty thousand. I don't yeah. know what the official numbers are um, myself either, but I know it's been between seventy and eighty thousand. And they're doing it where at downtown at the convention center yeah the Washington, Washington, Washington State convention center. Convention center. taking the entire thing over and then a little bit of spillover into like you know nearby hotels right. yeah, taking over like too. two block radius at least yeah yeah man yeah I've got to get up there for that no next excuse year. You're next in. year hell yeah you have to be there, <laughs> you, gotta, be there. you gotta cover it hell or high water well that's where I'm, I'm getting to at the point now I've got to start pushing the podcast media wise and yeah trying trying to reach out and get more access to everybody and get some kind of like press relations going on with everything because it is like so frustrating to have things so close and be on a budget that yeah i I can't afford to just buy weekend passes for every convention that flies through town like holy crap no i've I've got bills bro yeah (laughs) yeah. this podcast is paying me negative 57 dollars a week like come on just wait till you have the uh, the well-adjusted gamer podcast panel at PAX. Right there, you go. Oh, I've always imagined One like day. having a, a van set up as a studio, so I can just like drive up there and yeah, you guys want to do an interview? Let's pop on down to the the van in the parking garage or whatever. Yeah. nothing creepy, like because that does sound pretty weird now that <laughs> I say it out loud. Van. Yeah, <laughs> I got a van down to the parking garage. Basement podcast level. with me, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's a podcast in air quotes. Oh, but no, that's exciting. Yeah, Paxism is is incredible though. It's just so much fun to be surrounded by that many people that are enthusiasts about whatever they're into. You know, yeah. they're not all video games. There's there's some True. tabletop, although tabletop is splitting off into its own show now. So we'll see how oh. that goes. Yeah, they're doing Pax Unplugged. They're calling it in, in nice. I think Philadelphia is good branding. Show, and it's just tabletop board game. You know, it's another one that had just an insane resurgence, yeah. especially recently. Like it within the last five years has exploded mm-hmm. just completely with like dynamite mm-hmm. and mostly because of crowdfunding i would say right oh definitely yeah i mean you you went they went straight to the fans it's you don't go to a big corporate entity and say hey hasbro um, milton bradley we want to do no <laughs> like, yeah you go to the people that actually will pay for it and it's it's insane to see i mean just crowdfunding in general with like indie games and everything and technology that it's just been madness Mm -hmm. and we're getting what everybody wants as opposed to what we're fed and have to accept 
Yeah. Which is just an amazing turn of the tide. It's and true. It's crazy to hear something like that, that they're already getting a major branded convention going. Yeah. Yeah. How much do you guys know about Gen Con? Um, Not a... I, and that's like the tabletop gaming convention that's been around for a long time, right? Uh, that's my understanding of it. Yeah, that and like maybe Dragon going. Con are like the ones that have been around for a long time. Dragon I've never Con, gone yeah. to either, so yeah, I don't I don't know enough. I, I met the president of Gen Con at our booth though. Nice. Oh right. At PAX? Yeah. Right, yeah, PAX. yeah. I remember him coming by. I think that I think that a lot of those guys are like from the Seattle area. So okay. they're gonna they're gonna come down to ground control sometime soon. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, Portland has such a good scene for that stuff. Guardian Games is uh, like yes. seeing that place grow from Mm-hmm. It being like a hole in the wall shop on Foster to mm-hmm. this massive, you know, just I don't know, like the pals of, of yeah. tabletop gaming. That's, Absolutely, that's awesome. Yeah. We're um, we'll get there eventually. Um, Rose City, weren't they there? Were they? Yeah, because mm-hmm. so, I know somebody somebody else had like the the main headline presence there. It was like rainy rainy day or something. Oh, rainy day games. Yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. I saw they had a big booth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I am definitely ignorant about a lot of the of tabletop that stuff scene, besides yeah. Guardian, and, and so um, I did see that rainy rainy day games had a had a big presence there. Well, there's a new opportunity for the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Because <laughs> it's the same for me. I I I love it. I get it, but I'm just completely pedestrian to it all. Right. Because yeah. it is. It's it's. I, I respect it from a distance. Yeah, exactly. Just just because of time constraints, really. Yeah, that's that's a big thing. Time and travel that that come involved with it. One yeah. of the the neater things that I did see recently was um, there was an XCOM tabletop game that was supposed to be coming out that had an actual companion app. Oh, cool! That oh, would yeah. track and do all the the math and everything for you. Which I don't know if it came down to actually just like not even rolling dice anymore, but right. that really got me going. I mean, that's the perfect bridge right there. Mm-hmm. If you've got people that are hardcore gamers that, I mean, who, nobody hates a tabletop experience, but there's work involved. Yeah. So, I mean, you take that out of it, you let the computer be the, the DM for a yeah. change, yeah. and yeah, everybody just gets smashed and have some fun. Like, I have been oh, in, in that God. position where it's like, it, you, you know, someone wants to play a game, and it's like three hours of reading the rules and learning oh, the game. Yeah. And then, yeah. okay, yeah. now then, let's get into yeah. it, and it's already 10 o'clock, and you're uh-huh. like, I'm I can't. That's We're almost out of Mountain Dew. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just from reading the rules. Well, yep. And that's that's a, a crazy hurdle with the tabletop games too. It's like that that old school video game thing where you have to pick one. You have mm-hmm. to commit to something to be good at. You can't just play them all. Or right. You're going to be just garbage like across the board. But I don't know. It's it's well a lot. It's a lot to dig into. I, I really like that about packs though that they just include so many different aspects of gaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of companies there pushing VR, and then yeah. there's just yeah. like yeah. an entire floor dedicated to tabletop gaming. Yeah, Man, that's so nice. How many fidget spinners did you guys sell? That's confidential. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, let's just say let's it just was say. actually worth making. <laughs> that's that was so funny. again that was uh, Dylan. Dylan's uh, stroke of Ooh. you know brilliance. There you go. I wouldn't say brilliance. Uh, no, I would say burning your teeth. I wouldn't spin it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the puns. Here we go. <laughs> no, that, the show that is like that's that that is one of those things. Like I I turned thirty five this last summer, mm-hmm. and that was one of those things where I kind of felt like oh shit, like I actually am kind of old. <laughs> like I don't entirely get these. I kind of get them. Yeah. I'm getting like more and more. I kind of get it. it. Like as I as I play with them or I see my friends kind of like goof off with them. Uh-huh. Like, All right, I kind of get it, but. 
Yeah, that that's one of those phenomenons that I'm just like I like really guys I really? don't yeah <laughs> this? Where, like where did this come from again <laughs> but come on you had pogs right? I lived through pogs yeah. you know well, so I, we're, we're just as dumb yeah like. <laughs> exactly I mean it is more exciting than cardboard discs that you want to turn upside down <laughs> yeah you know no it's, uh, it definitely there's is. actually a game there though <laughs> true right. hey we need to combine the two fidget spinners and pogs well, you can battle fidget spinners on a table just spin like a like Beyblade yeah something. going back to Beyblade I think oh, I think we gotta bring it all together <laughs> we're, we're gonna Beyblade Beyblade for pogs in the uh, post apocalypse Apocalypse. That'll there be any, the new currency. Yep. Are there any conventions for pogs going on these days? Oh my god. I think we need to start it. <laughs> We're gonna have a pog booth at the next Rose City. Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. All right, that's a good merch idea for next year. Uh, ground GTA, control pogs. Yeah, no one steal that. Pogs. Nope. Well, I, I mean, mean, it's patented, uh, right? I mean, make your own pogs. Make your own pogs. Just don't make ground control ones. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we got those covered. Make, yep. make whatever you want. No, what do they call those? Uh, slammers? The big yeah, make some slammers. Yeah. Oh. I actually um, first encountered Pogs at the first place I encountered arcade games. Ooh. Double dip. Um, Tell us more. The Pizza Factory. Oh. Uh, Bragg, California. <laughs> Pizza's right. are giant Pogs. It's just... Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Especially if you get the DiGiorno. Someone, the little someone uh, making a pizza crust is kind of like fidget spinning with that dough. <laughs> uh-huh. I think we've peaked, guys. <laughs> God. Yeah, I was gonna say so the t- show. So tell the us show about the, the pizza factory. Low. We'll we'll let the host rein us in if we get too crazy. But <laughs> I want to know about the pizza factory. It's my first love. Mm-hmm. Um, what yeah, uh, I mean, city was this? In in a little town, Fort Bragg, California, near where I grew up. That's where I first um, encountered arcade games. I think The Simpsons, the 1991 oh, Simpsons yeah. game, was like my first yeah like obsession. Yeah. Um, and you know, I only had like twenty minutes to play until the right. pizza was ready, and yes. then it was time to eat, mm-hmm. which is like five dollars and quarters. And then you're like watching it the whole <laughs> time you're eating pizza, like <laughs> peeking over, seeing who's playing it, where they got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember first discovering Metal Slug there. Oh, that nice. became one of my favorite games. Uh-huh. Uh, Mortal Kombat three, I believe. Oh, so I was a little bit late to the Mortal Kombat game. Yeah. Once but, you got that run button, it's all downhill. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and the uh, the Terminator. Uh, T2? Shooter, yeah, yeah. T two, T two is classic. Cool. Um, and my dad would play pinball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I've recently gotten really into pinball. Yeah, I would just be like, that's kind of lame. I'm gonna play I didn't really video get games. it either mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I didn't get true. It. Now yeah. I've been playing more pinball than than arcade games. That's definitely the age thing. Yeah, like you de- definitely remember like the cool ones like Adam's Family, Guns and Roses, and stuff growing up. But yeah, I'd play them once and walk away. The first or one. Now I, you're trying to figure them out. Yeah, it was too complicated for me as a kid. Right. Yeah. The first one that made an impression on me was Bram Stoker's Dracula. Ooh, yeah. And it was a cool game, but again, I would rather play Mortal Kombat at the time. So Yeah. Yeah. I discovered a lot of a lot of arcade games and like Did they Bomberman. rotate did they rotate them often? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Enough that would you know would keep things interesting. You know, one game that I really want to get at ground control mm-hmm. that I haven't played in like, I don't know, twenty years or mm-hmm. so. Uh, I think it's called um, Dinosaurs. Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Game ruled. Yep. Like that is that is our that has been in the works for a while. Like not to you know, show our hand or anything. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I think we have a lot more games than people realize thanks yeah. to our thanks to our owners that mm-hmm. are kinda on it. Um Cadillacs and Dinosaurs has been in the works for a while, so yeah, that'll happen. One day. That's that'll a crazy happen. one. Yeah, that um, you know, Punisher. The, uh, mm. pun- the Punisher is a great side scroller. Yep. Um I like. I was so proud to finally see um, Spider-Man. This, yes, the four-player Spider-Man. Oh, hit me the, too. Was mm-hmm. it three-player, four-player? 
It's four. It's, it's four, four player, right? From okay. 91. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That game was one of those games that I, I felt like people didn't believe me when I would tell them about right. it because you never saw it. No, it's I, a weird I thought game. it was a fever dream. Like after <laughs> I had played yeah. it the like years ago at, at that mall arcade again. Mm-hmm. That yeah, played it once and then never saw it again. Yeah. And like Maximum Carnage and stuff came out on the consoles. Yeah. It's like, like this is close, this is but not weird. Quite, like yeah. I feel like I've played something like this before, but yeah, just nothing. And yeah, Spider Man. It's funny oh. you mention it because I was talking to somebody at our booth at at Comic Con yesterday mm-hmm. about it, about that game. Yeah. Like, hey, do you remember this one? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. They were they were talking about that is the nichest yeah. niche game. It's and it is. It's so fun to see and play. And again, like the original concepts that were in it. Yeah. Like the scrolling the. The size changing, the mm-hmm. the gameplay changing, just like Avengers did, yeah. but in like a completely new, different way. That, yeah, because Avengers had flying right, levels. the shooting levels, and and this has like run and jump kind yeah, of platforming. shooter platforming yeah, stuff. Yeah, shooter platforming stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Unheard so of. if you're listening to this and if you haven't played Spider-Man the video game at Ground Control, uh huh, drop what you're doing. Exactly. We're probably open. <laughs> right. Go there right now. <laughs> Bring three friends, or make three. <laughs> yes, you know, or yeah. make three friends. Yeah. Yep. Buy three drinks, line them up, and say, yeah. who's playing? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I mean, the four-player, you know, beat-em-up is a whole, like, genre onto itself, obviously, but, mm-hmm. like, one that, like, is so just timeless. Like, right. it's so much fun. Yeah, and, I mean, you plop any license on it. Like you said, The Simpsons, of all damn things. Like, it's yeah. one of the greatest side-scrolling beat-em-ups. Like, Thank goodness just, that game is actually good. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it, would be, it would be rough if it wasn't. Another, the yeah. Simpsons have not always had good no. luck with video games. Bart yeah. versus anything? <laughs> uh, don't. No. Just yeah. leave it alone. Walk away. I remember one of those on my Game Gear. Mm-hmm. Yes. God, was, they're so was bad. Bart versus the World? There was that was one. Bart's yeah. Nightmare, Bart versus the World, Bart, Bart versus the Space, space Aliens. I just remember one of them being really hard. Maybe it was the they, they version. Are. They are, they yeah. all are. They're very just, cheap. Yeah. Yeah, broken to a <laughs> to a very high extent. But, yeah, good concept, bad execution. But, yeah, I mean, the beat-em-ups, like we said. Like, again, the, the Punisher one, the Alien versus Predator one. Like Yeah. We and, had that out for a while, didn't we? Yeah. But Hopefully the it'll come Aliens back. one that you guys had, too. Oh, my God. Aliens is very rare. So that, yeah. awesome. That game, I want that to come back as well. You'll, Three you'll different styles? Because yeah. I swear it had the regular side-scrolling, mm-hmm. and then, or it's like a, yeah, it's like a side-scrolling. It's got that fake third dimension yeah, up and yeah. down movement. But then, like, the driving sections. Yeah. And wasn't there a third like a shooting section or something? Or those, are the, those are the two main sections of that game that okay. I remember. But you're probably right. I, I'm, it's, I it's have crazy. not had enough time to play that game because it is really hard to find. Yeah, no. And it's it's great. That's a solid, another one of those solid classic games. Like mm-hmm. It just works like so well. And especially to be so early in that genre because yeah. that was breaking ground. I mean, none of that stuff was established back then. So. Mm-hmm. At this point, we have enough Aliens games that we could kind of make an Aliens row Ooh, as, we, yeah. as we open the expansion. That's true. I'll sculpt a big egg for it. Someone still needs to get on there. that Aliens pinball, though. I mean, there is yeah. uh, space and we used to have Space Invaders pinball, and I want to say that may be one that we actually got rid of. Oh, no. Not. We almost never get rid of games, but the Space Invaders pinball game had like heavily alien influenced artwork on it so it looked like an aliens game because it was like H.R. Geiger style If it, it may actually be H.R. Geiger artwork that Weird. was like really intense and like detailed you yeah know? Um, but that was a cool game but it was a it was I think a maybe late 70s early 80s oh. probably early 80s like still um, you super know, pre- mechanical DMD. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but, but it looked cool Someone yeah. needs to make a proper aliens pinball. There isn't one, not that I'm aware of. 
Wow. I'm not sure. That that's a big miss. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I'm surprised. I mean, we've had multiple Star Wars ones now. Yeah. And that new one that just came out, maybe this is time for the resurgence. There are definitely some aliens pinball games that are like, you know, fan made or well, like in the video game oh, series. Oh, definitely like yeah. video game stuff. Yeah. 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 Like pinball effects or, or right. whatever yeah. series, which are fun. I, yeah, I do those enjoy are really those. well designed. Yeah. yeah, especially when you can do things that you know you can't actually do in right. real life with those. Yeah, we talked about that with the the Star with, Wars with pinball because the the, yeah. the one that's actually in the arcade is pretty damn close, like overall to what they did in the app. Because in the app, the only thing that was different is you pick your different storyline, and then once you activate it, like a three D representation, like models pop up in the middle. So there's like a walker walking across like a snowfield and a little uh. snowspeeder flying around and as you shoot the loop that's around it it starts wrapping it oh that rules yeah that's cool and then there's another one where you're like fight invader you have to like hit a ramp that's the other thing too the crazy things they do with ball physics like gaps yeah. in the table mm-hmm. and like ramps to shoot the ball up and over everything like mm-hmm. that's the crazy stuff that you'll never see in an actual pinball machine. Well, right. I mean, never that say would, never, but... That would break stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah. This is stuff that would shatter the glass like yeah. every day, so... <laughs> That's my recent obsession in pinball is the new Stern Star Wars table. Mm-hmm. That it was incredible. Like, of the the three, like, crazy new ones with the little LCD screens and the big mm-hmm. LCD screens yeah. and everything going on, like, that is... That's, like, that's like the most in. fun. Yeah, dialed yeah. in. Like, dialed in is awesome. Yeah. Oh, so fun. Now, this weekend, Rose City Comic Con... That, that happened. Yeah, that yeah. I was actually I able to go it to. It might have been a dream. <laughs> After packs, it's hard to tell. Yeah, everything's still vapor and hallucinations right now. So, yeah. but um, I was actually able to go thanks to you guys. Very much appreciated. Definitely got to spend no a couple, wrong. few hours, couple few, both days, Saturday and Sunday. There was also Friday, but that was just completely out of the question. Still working at that point. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you guys supplied games for. The retro Portland Retro Games Expo's massive section mm-hmm. yeah. that Art and I were talking about earlier. The the main show floor is enormous. This takes up the whole Portland Convention Center, but or Oregon Convention Center, right? I think it's called the Oregon Oregon State Convention Center, maybe something no, like that. I don't know. Oregon Convention it's Center. It's the big, better one, yeah. the newer one, the it's fancy the one with glass center. ceilings and craziness. Yeah. yeah, and just acres and acres. I mean, it's bigger than the. The, I think it is just Oregon the hockey stadium. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's huge. It is yeah. massive. But like, at least a third of the floor was just classic arcade games and stuff for kids to fart around with. Like, to the extent of having full fake living rooms set up with couches and chairs and old CRT TV. Yeah. It was madness. That's like, the brilliant work of the uh, Portland Retro Gaming oh, Expo guys. Amazing. Yeah, they've been doing that retro living room setup for a while now yeah. at their show as well. Oh. And it's the perfect thing to bring it is. to something like it's that. It's so awesome. Like the experience of having like shag carpet uh-huh. and this funky couch and right. you know a CRT TV and you know an Atari or an NES. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it puts if me back anyone's on the, on the fence or if you haven't heard of the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. It's going to be yeah, on, you should go. Uh, October twentieth through the twenty second. I think it's Friday through Sunday. Yep, mm-hmm. and it's going to be awesome. This is it the, is every year the only one we're talking about that you haven't missed yet. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's still an opportunity still, here. We'll still be time. there, of course. We'll mm-hmm. be bringing a bunch of games, right? And we'll have a, a booth. So awesome! Yeah. It's going to be incredible. Yeah, the so you guys had how many games down there? Did you throw out? Um, in, well, about thirty. <laughs> um, about. <laughs> 
Yeah, about only 30. 20, <laughs> about 24 video games and um, there's a whole row of pinball we machines. Actually had, we had five pinball machines this year. Okay. Um, the PRG guys supplied, I think, another six. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, they, they had a few arcade games as well. Yeah. But yeah, it was really cool. Um, you know, PAX was was much more populated and everything, but mm-hmm. um, but even at Rose City Comic Con, every game was being played. Yeah, the whole time, the entire time. Yeah, even, both times I walked. Through. Even my personal favorite, Donkey Kong Three, was, yeah. getting, was getting a lot of attention. I was th- when you posted that the other day. The first thing I always think of when I think of Donkey Kong is that damn like off-brand one that they made. It's like Jungle Madness or something. Like I'll have to look it up in the background here because <laughs> it's if that hasn't triggered you guys already, maybe you don't remember. I don't know it. if I played it. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Donkey Kong. I'm gonna are call we, it the knockoff. We're not talking about Congo Bongo, are we? Congo Bongo. That's is that what you're talking one. about? Yep. Yeah. Who, who made Congo Bongo? Uh, Data East, maybe. Cause I that, actually I was playing Donkey Kong Three and Sega. Uh, Holy Sega shit. Okay. Bongo. Yeah. There that's, you go. that's funny. I was that's playing crazy. Donkey Kong 3 and we had Congo Bongo next to it. Oh yeah. my god. And I heard some people walk walk by and say, like, oh, isn't this the Donkey Kong ripoff? <laughs> <laughs> it was probably made by Sega. Oh, it's a Sega move, I guess. Holy crap. Been, it's a cool game though. It is. I think it, it is, is a great game. But it's so different and for the time, I mean, that kind of 3D isometric view and just the madness that went on. Like there's it's like Frogger on roids. Like, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's a lot more difficult than Donkey Kong. Yes, it is. I never got past the first level. Like, I don't think even in my adult life with ROMs or anything, like, it's it's not happening. I want to say maybe second or third is the highest I ever saw mm-hmm. playing playing it there when we had it at Grand Control the first time around a couple years ago. That might be all we, the maps there are, too, though. I know, right? <laughs> I think it does. I think it it might be one of those that just rotates through a few different maps. Yeah, there's gonna It'll be like harder. one Congo Bongo fan listening. Just oh yeah, you guys know like, nothing. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I hope I get an email. Come on, I know. Hit actually, me. actually, we we got a tweet about Congo Bongo Ooh, saying really? that they were. Um, th- this guy was saying that like they weren't sure mm-hmm. if they had remembered correctly or not, whether right? <laughs> whether it was real or not. Yeah, yeah. That, that's like, like, like thank me. you, Ground Control, for. You know, confirming this. Yeah, confirming this again. That fever dream that may or may not have happened. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. how are you going to describe that game to anyone, or like even Google it? Right. right. Like in a, in a way. I like had to. I just I did a monkey and Kong a, you know you're just gonna get Donkey so Kong. So there's this monkey. It burns down your tent. <laughs> right. And you jump over some coconuts. And he's throwing yeah. crap at you the whole time. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Another game about a monkey just being a dick. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's basically all they do. A buddy of mine is in like South America right now and he posted pictures of the land turtles and wingless pigeons mm-hmm. which are armadillos and monkeys like <laughs> <laughs> thought that was just awesome terrorizing people yeah there's such bastards down mm-hmm. there um did you guys spend no any time back to Donkey Kong no oh, no 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 Donkey Kong is godly he's definitely deified at this state <laughs> um did you spend any time on the floor out there? Did you guys get to check everything out? Or? Yeah, I mean, a yeah. little bit. Um, I, I like. I'm just like overall like so impressed with how much that show has grown. Yeah, kind of in the right ways. Right, because like, I think it was 2012 when it started. I mm-hmm. want to say ish. And I remember Ron um, hitting us up and, re- and reaching out like, "Hey, I, I'd love to have some gaming there. We'd love to make something happen." And we weren't ready at the time um, to really commit to a lot of extracurricular stuff because you know we were still having a lot of growing pains right and we still are but you know we we've kind of dialed in our our event support um to where we know what we can and can't do 
and it was just cool to see that show just every year just absolutely smash through what they had accomplished the year before it's crazy on on wikipedia looking at they've got actually the attendance as the main heart of the article here so it started in 2012 Mm -hmm. they had 17,000 square feet 4,100 people Mm -hmm. the next year 18,000 people (laughs) (laughs) then it's grown just like a little bit slower but from there 25,000 32,000 to last year is 42,000 it was really? 240,000 yeah. square feet. That's awesome. That's, so, yeah, that's, and that's that's, that's going to be similar to what we see for this year then, but I'm sure the number will be much greater. Like they're still they've got the 240,000 square feet, but now they're going to have who knows, like got to be over 50 judging by the trend of I it. I didn't realize it was that many people because it's like such a smaller space than packs. Yeah. It is pretty crammed out there, though. You it know, it like got Saturday. dense in between the booths and everything. It would. Yeah, yeah, it would get crowded, for sure. And there was just tons of people. I, I think because it's all one level, basically, and the the, yeah. the panel rooms are separate from everything, mm-hmm. that you don't have so much kind of congregation. But the main entryways, the atriums, like they were just packed with people. Yeah. But it was to that limit to where it's still easy to move around which is super nice it's mm-hmm. not so yeah. jam-packed you're not asses and elbows the whole time pushing mm-hmm. through people like plenty of breathing room so it was it was very nice very good experience but um yeah uh what did you see dylan on the floor that you were into anything um yeah i mean i just like walking around and seeing everybody in costume the cosplay was yep. there's like a lot of really good of cosplay. A lot yeah. of really cool art to check out yeah yeah um it was cool seeing the uh, the Star Wars droids rolling around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, All the droids. The yeah. one from not Clone Wars Rebels. They, there was a kid running around with that one, like a little RC controlled one. Uh-huh. And yeah, I was just talking crap the whole time, <laughs> <laughs> burping and farting and making noise at everybody rolling around. I saw a giant X-wing made out of balloons. Ooh, I missed that. I missed I saw that. A yeah. Group made out of, made out of yeah, balloons. That was the that was same. Cool. The same people same made people. Yeah. The there was a crazy Lego booth that had oh, like yeah. a scratch built Millennium cool Falcon. Stuff. Yeah, that was yeah. like thing three was huge. feet across. Yeah, the the lady that was there was talking about it. She said that they s- started with the cockpit, made sure you could fit four figures in there, and used that to scale the rest of the model <laughs> like all the way out. Yeah, and so they did such an incredible job. And now you've got Lego with the official one now that they announced that has the most pieces ever. Of a Lego kit and is the most expensive. It's like eight hundred dollars. Lego bananas. Legos are awesome, but they are expensive. Yes. Yeah. Now, not to support the Shenzhen knockoffs because you know, like copyright stuff is very strict and you should adhere to it. But mm-hmm. the knockoffs for like half the price are, like from the videos I've seen, better quality somehow. Oh, interesting. Like there was a a Walker kit, like a full AT-AT Walker that is motorized to walk on its wow. own this guy built the two of them put them mm-hmm. side by side you can barely tell any difference between the two mm-hmm. it's like lego versus lovo type of thing right mm-hmm. the generic one was the only one to walk straight consistently oh, wow. the lego one kept like veering and it was really like jittery like slamming side to side as it's walking and kind of veering off to the right always the other one's just like in a straight line it's like Man, we, I don't know. Like, <laughs> then we have to see those guys make some video games. Like, yeah, right. Video games. Oh, are, I'll wait. I'm gonna. I'm waiting for like, the the Play Mobile version. <laughs> yeah, the Play Mobile. Yeah, set. With, the, with the little <laughs> tubby guys that roll around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, um, one of the things that I don't know it was, it was 
a weird I don't even know what to call it it's not a trend but an item there was a booth selling mystery boxes oh yeah. that's a huge thing now yeah did you give in I didn't okay I, I saw to, a lot of people that did I saw them and anyone saw the guy walking around with the $150 one. Oh yeah <laughs> it's like holy crap I just I did I wanted to pull him aside and say what the hell is hopefully in there? there's like, at least a $50 bill on that hopefully. right yeah. at least just uh, cash I don't think so pal <laughs> yeah because it's that's brutal like I was, I was like standing at that booth for a solid five minutes just oh, yeah. staring at the yeah. price <sighs> and god yeah, yeah. just <laughs> I, I know they'll probably be back for uh, for the for PRGE yeah yeah but um, I remember, like one year, the first time I saw those, there was just one booth. Yeah. And this year, there was probably three There's or four multiple, yeah. just own. selling, you know, mystery item boxes, yeah. just like the mega blind box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was one. It was a like a figurine booth, and he had mystery grab bags. So mm-hmm. yeah, everybody's latching onto it. And that crazy Tower of T-shirts hey, maybe, booth. Maybe maybe GK should <laughs> yeah, start. Yeah, here you go. Uh-huh. Selling some the uh, mystery grab uh, mystery box at Ground Control. Um, you don't know how many quarters are going to be in it, right? Or what, how many what coins? Spinners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's all just some mix spinners. of, of fidget spinners <laughs> and quarters. <laughs> well, yeah, the big well, thing too. Like I didn't. I guess the one big booth did say what like their big ticket item would be in right. the box. Like one was like a game box. I mean, alleging that I guess it comes with a game of some sort, mm-hmm. but what? I mean, and then what's like the golden ticket in these boxes? Like, what? What's that big ticket item that yeah. justifies like the lottery of it? Yeah. Or is there? Are they all the same? Yeah, it's a mystery box, but everybody gets the same thing, mm-hmm. like a loot crate or something. Like, I just a lot of questions, more questions than answers. Yeah, it's a that's, copy. That's of a mystery box too. for you, right? Like yeah, just a, a couple of used games that probably don't even work. <laughs> An old yellow Nintendo sixty four cartridge of like Bugs Life or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I remember playing a Bugs Life at a kiosk <laughs> oh, at, man. at a Best Buy, I believe. Yeah. Um, that was a game. That was a game. <laughs> I don't remember if it was any good or not. I have good memories of like the PlayStation one and being kind of impressed by the graphics of it. Yeah. Which I mean, I guarantee you, look at it now. It's <laughs> that was the other thing. Yeah, those are rough games to return to. Yeah. Well, with my retro kick that I've been going through since I did build up my computer, playing, like, I talked to you guys about the Nintendo 64 games mm-hmm. on a modern PC. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. They're just, they were so bottlenecked by the console that now, when everything's like the texture limits and everything are unlocked, the assets that they built for these games were insane. Mm-hmm. Like they were PS2 quality textures. Like mm-hmm. there's no like normal mapping or anything crazy or like self shadowing, but just day and night difference. Like not even the same game. Like just incomparable. It's well, weird. Hopefully, Nintendo will uh, release the N64 Classic and make it impossible for anyone to get one. <laughs> I think that's next on the list, right? It's got to be. That's the thing. They're, they will absolutely like throttle it. To be a console. To make it look yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing. It's like, unless you're going to unlock true. the performance. That's true. The yeah. Nintendo 64 is probably the probably not going to happen just because of that. Just because true. it's like, which experience do you go for? And which is everybody going to respond to? I mean, getting the original yeah. games, firing them up and seeing that they still look like muddy crap. Right. Like, there are plenty of other ways for people to play those games. Right. Do and you remember the uh, the Bleem? Yes, Bleemcast absolutely. Bleem and Bleemcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I'm not. I watched it so this. close. So I, yeah. So um, Dreamcast um, and PS1 were obviously mm-hmm. like you know head-to-head competitors as much as they could be, and um, this company made a software package that allowed you to play 
um, your PlayStation One games on your Dreamcast and um, PC using the NPC using like the anti-aliasing and uh, yeah. like all the all the graphical sort of advantages, advantages that yeah. the Dreamcast had that right. the PlayStation just didn't have. That sounds legal. And um, it was a physical disc yeah, for sale to, through a company. It. Like, mm-hmm. oh wow, you, yeah, you go to their website and order it. Yeah, very very sketchy. Like you'd have to load up that disc. But they were even in Best Buys for for a yeah. minute. Like they right. they you know were were as legit as they they kind of could be. Mm-hmm. I guess they found some they loophole got or down. something. Yeah, yeah, eventually after a while. And that's what sucked is they got shut down before it got to like broad compatibility and yeah. real functionality. Yeah, like I had, um, like a formal like a a real release of Bleem for mm-hmm. my PC. But the computer couldn't do anything at that point. It didn't have the hardware to, to push anything nifty. But seeing videos of it, and even now you go look on YouTube of what was capable and what people are still doing with it because yeah. people have cracked it and made their own versions of it. And there's other emulators out there. But, I mean, just to see the, the possibilities back then of, like, holy shit, games can't look like that like at home? Like, yeah, it, totally. it was beyond what arcade games even looked like at, a t- at the time. Yeah. Like, it was insane. And just a weird little footnote in video game history totally. like <laughs> lean <laughs> oh, but something that yeah everybody knows it's crazy remember when arcade games were the best looking version yeah of the game? Mm-hmm. for sure and the frame rates like were unmatched like <laughs> yeah it really was like the mid to late 90s when that all changed yeah well it it did it kind of started with the the PlayStation like, yeah once we got to a 3D capable console at home and they realize that holy shit there's a market for this like people do want these games mm-hmm. and they don't want to have to go somewhere to do it and it it is it's like a battle now for the arcade to stay relevant like mm-hmm. what what is your advantage going to be and with you guys you see the games that do come out it's like the Mario Kart one mm-hmm. it's completely mm-hmm. different than Mario Kart on the console yeah and it does its own complete new thing but the fact that you're sitting in a seat driving that's it. That makes a difference. Yeah. 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 There's some there's some unique mechanics to it that totally. are pretty fun too. Yeah. yeah. I it took me a minute just to figure out how the drift system worked in it. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. we have to pump it's not a brake, it's a hop pedal. Like yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. Totally. But then That's the most important part of Mario Kart, right? I think. Well, and it was nuts to to see how it's set up. I mean, it, it follows most of the conventions of, of racing games, but to do the time trials in an arcade game. It's just kind of weird. It's mm-hmm. a it's a weird concept, but that's what I ended up doing just to see like get a hold of the the physics of it and and everything. But then yeah, you've got leaderboards that are online enabled, right? I don't know that ours are um, probably not that console itself, but the game yeah. in general does support it. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. again, it's like yes, like totally. this is exactly what we want. And yeah. there's your next tournament too. Is you've got Mario Kart racing like a league that can start up just yeah. Oh, yeah, I want to. I want to do some more stuff with actual arcade cabs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, sky's the limit. There's <laughs> no reason not to. It was pretty cool to see uh, Killer Queen, you know, in our like, in our lounge area. Yeah, mm-hmm. being this featured game that we were running a tournament on mm-hmm. uh, for for Camp Killer Queen. That is the yeah the invitational tournament we did in the beginning of August. Well, that was one of the few live streams I've actually tuned into of a game was yeah. one of the tournaments. It's like, this awesome. is awesome. Like people are intense about it. Like you just see them like that, that thousand yard stare that they get when they're yeah. playing. And then when they win or lose and just, Oh, they just, the, the, their faces melting when they lose. And then the <laughs> other guys just screaming and jumping and shaking each other. Like, totally. This is awesome. It's so intense and something that you cannot recreate playing online somewhere yeah. remotely like you really yeah like if you're not going to be at the arcade doing it you're going to be at your buddy's house on the couch yeah you know like right. you really have to be 
in person with each other to mm-hmm. really experience that energy. Oh, back to Rosie. Like honestly, it was my first formal like comic convention. Mm-hmm. So totally blown away by it overall. Like it was a great experience. Like I said, you had the space to move around. You didn't have the the gross stories that you hear, like things about like Wizard World <laughs> or um, <laughs> like the the hot sweatiness, the just the the grossness factor that has the always crass been commercial commercialization or whatever. Yeah, like the, yeah. It, it had a bit of a smell to it on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, by the time by the end of the afternoon. Around. Yeah. Well, what was the what was your favorite thing that you saw? My like my favorite thing is just the the list of celebrities that ended up being a part of yeah. it. Like having seen that develop over the the weeks leading up, and even the last minute addition of like um, what's his face. I always blink on his real name, but Kirk. William Shatner. William Shatner. Yeah, like, yeah. He even holy panel, shit. Right? Yeah, he had his own panel and everything just like out of the blue to yeah. what I saw. It's like, holy crap, like on the map, guys. And going through the list, like you had Weird Al was there. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, that, was, that was definitely my highlight. It's insane. Same. Like you had um, the brothers that played the Weasleys from the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, that's right. right. The twins. <laughs> you had the current Doctor Who. Yeah. Peter Capaldi. Yeah. His companion lady was there too. You had Tom Kenny, SpongeBob, yep. the voice of SpongeBob. Yeah. He had a panel with a, another actor, I think. You've got Finn, his voice actor, Jeremy Shotta from Adventure Time. Jess Harnell, who's done everything from everything. Like he was like one of the earliest ones was Wacko from Animaniacs. Ad- Animaniacs, nice. but he's done like every animated series since then. And then you had Troy Baker, who's done every video game ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just it goes on and on. Uh, the Green Ranger. Um, Brent Spiner, mm-hmm. the guy that played Q, it's like just it never ends. It, it's 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 crazy for me, small time boy, city or country mouse coming to the city type of thing, and seeing that things like this are so close. This is thirty minutes away now, mm-hmm. versus I to go to like San Diego or San Francisco it used to be hours. It's like right. ah, it's mind numbing. Like just yeah, totally blown away. And then there's also like there are like the the not the dark sides, but the downsides to cons. Like the the price to get a, an autograph and a picture with Peter Capaldi. Yeah, not cheap. Holy shit! Not cheap. <laughs> it's yeah. just it, that's always going to be gross mm-hmm. in a way. But still, it's if people are willing to pay still, for it, you see the lines. Why not? Yeah, like, yeah. And, that's what it comes down to. But then you see like the the range of prices per yeah. person, like the different actors. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'd hate to be like the forty five dollar guy next to the hundred dollar. Yeah, <laughs> like it's that's rough, but. Then you see that, too, out in the booths where you've got the artist section. Mm-hmm. And that is, like, the biggest roller coaster I saw is you've got people that are on cloud nine that are mm-hmm. super stoked. They're selling stuff. Everybody's happy. And then you have the other ones that aren't, mm-hmm. maybe. And they're just dead on their feet. They just don't want to be there. And yeah. then you see the one guy that's, like, trying to sell his books and his comic stuff and across the way is Big Booby Queen dressed as a superhero and just a line down the block. It's like, god damn it. Like, is that somebody's legal name? Yes, actually, absolutely. <laughs> but like stuff like that is it's like I said, it's it's a roller coaster. It's like you yeah. go through like this whole range of like, man, this is awesome, man, I feel sorry for that guy. Like it's so yeah, rough. It's part of the experience. Yeah, it's totally. emotional experience. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think everyone that's that's there, you know, gets it. Yeah, it's kind of what you sign up for. Well, um, I mean, we, yeah. you know, like once upon a time, like we were like just competing for for space and recognition at like mm-hmm. Portland Retro Gaming Expo. You know, we Man. were like 
you know, one table with old Atari stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Once upon a time, yeah. You know, and we didn't have much to offer anybody, but fortunately we were able to, to grow and, and Absolutely. Uh, make a bigger uh, presence. But it's awesome. Yeah, that stuff is tough. It, it, like, yeah. you want everyone to have a good experience. You want right. everyone to, to really come away from it uh, being thankful and mm-hmm. appreciative that they were there. But it's, conventions are tough. Right, because, I mean, you know, there is. There's a cost of entry. Yeah. Talking to a friend of the show, um, he makes like artsy craftsy stuff on the side that he sells but to even imagine paying three to five hundred dollars or whatever it is for a booth for the weekend and sell five and ten dollar items the whole time it's like you'd have to sell everything you've made in a year just to cover your cost of being there and that's where you see like yeah it's being a creative myself i could never in my life justify paying any amount of money for a drawing of a character that I like because I will literally just do it myself. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I've got that that kind of spark, but knowing that people are willing to do it, it's like holy shit! Yeah. Man, you get to work. Like it is inspiring. It's just like I can I, if I get my shit together, you can be, team up you with can somebody. Be there. We can yeah. split a booth, and yeah, I'll sell pictures for twenty five. I'll draw your butt on your head or whatever you want. Man. <laughs> Come on, pay the man. But yeah, and but it's it's also like that's where you get towards like the wizard world side mm-hmm. where it's like how much of this is per, for profit and that that catchphrase that i came up with of the art of the business not the business of the art mm-hmm. that what, what are your true goals and motivations because yeah it's it's slippery slope so yeah you could be selling art with passion and being really loving and everything caring and you could also be selling mystery boxes so <laughs> well that's why i like you know rose city being a homegrown show that, yeah you know um they took chances on having you know even having a bigger beer garden presence you know there's a risk they're taking you oh, know like they don't everywhere. Want to alienate. and that's like that's hard to beat yeah having Nikasi be the beer sponsor the a beer local partner brand. or whatever yeah. It, yeah yeah that's what i really dug about it it's it a totally, surprise they yeah. really do want it to be a homegrown you know local experience that's that's awesome. welcoming to other people right but, but really it's it's about showing what portland can do it starts so. here yeah yeah it's not just a big blimp flying into town and shilling mm-hmm. stuff it's exactly no, this is your show our show exactly that is it definitely comes through in everything they did man for, for the fans for the fans yeah anything else you guys got yeah what's coming up i don't know let's see we we retro gaming expo i think is a big yeah, we're, know, we're only like thing. five weeks away from that. Yeah, yeah. that's the said the twentieth. So tell us, the Dylan, tell us what's going to happen at Retro oh. Gaming Expo. Oh, at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. <laughs> yeah, there are com. going to be retro games. One convenient location to serve you. In yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's a trip. It's it's pretty crazy. How many how many games would you say that we had in the arcade last year? The free play arcade. You know, I want to say the goal. I, I would have to check, but I want to say the goal is always roughly 150. Holy yes. shit. Like between 130 and 150, I think is fair to to you know to assume because we also incorporate collections from other local collectors okay, and, and other people. It's not just yeah. control. It's not just. I was gonna say this, this warehouse. We yeah. day by day, I get more and more intrigued. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a it's definitely a team effort. Like yeah. it's a it's a Portland you know and surrounding areas effort. Um, just having that alone is rad, and mm-hmm. then basically anything you're looking for, classic console wise, you're going to find it there. Right. Yeah, if you cannot I, find it there, I you probably aren't actually going to find it anywhere. A lot of people came by our booth asking, like, you know, where can I find maybe this rare N64 game yep. or, oh. or this or that? I just told them to come to the 
for yeah, yeah you'll find it there because there, there there's so gonna be a lot vendors. of vendors yeah okay oh mm-hmm. yeah there's so many it's it is uh, a very easy place to spend money mm-hmm. yeah um, all right. or or just to hang out in the free play arcade all day yeah. and play like art was saying like up to like 150 different games mm-hmm. some of which are pretty rare yep yeah um and may or may not operate correctly <laughs> right. throughout the weekend <laughs> but um yeah it, you can find so many different games um you know you can pick up a lot of a lot of common retro games yeah. for just a few bucks but then or they've also got you can Chrono Trigger, new and minted box for yeah. five hundred dollars oh, yeah. oh, yeah. if you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great place to go if you're uh, if you've been looking for something, mm-hmm. um, or if you just kind of want to browse and, and pick up a whole bunch yeah. of old games. Yeah, like the panels are great. They always have really a uh, good cross section of of panels covering you know retro gaming history and, and current stuff. Mm-hmm. They get you know popular YouTube streamers to come out. Okay. They get musicians to come out, so there's a little bit of everything to do. Nice. Um, and yeah, it will be open, I think, until, I want to say 10 on that Friday. I might be misspeaking. Something like that. They're, they're, yeah. They are going to have some Friday hours as well as Saturday and Sunday, you know, okay. um, that you can play in the arcade a little bit after the show closes. I, I know of some secret mm-hmm. plans for a very oh. cool feature. Oh. Let's just say... TBD. <laughs> Let's just say I don't know what I can say. <laughs> Let's just you say should, you should go if you're a fan to, of cool things. Ooh. Let's just say I don't even know what he's talking about. Right. So yeah, I haven't talked to you about it yet, but um, there's some really cool stuff but it, for this year. Awesome. But again, like homegrown show, like that is a show that has just you know grew out of. I, I want to say it was it used to be called like Northwest Classic Gaming Expo or something. Yeah, you know it. it we used to be like in like a Holiday Inn by the airport, mm-hmm. you know, in, in just a random room, like yeah. with maybe. 50 people in there yeah. like and it's thousands of people now oh. taking over so much of the convention center it's so it's awesome incredible to see it so much inspiring stuff going on guys yeah oh my god makes me sad that i have to go to my day job like <laughs> <laughs> well you got the whole happens the same right? time of year too like PAX that's true and then, it's just back and then to back Rose to back City and then and prg are all within a couple of months yeah it's yeah. pretty overwhelming but it's, it's really fun to be a part of right yeah well i got a specific call out now for max my buddy He's been on the show, helped me with my PC build. Got to get to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Yeah, Max. He's always hit me up about, like, even when I was at Rose City, there was a booth selling old console games, and I sent him a picture, like, here's what they got. Let me know. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this is going to be the place to be. So don't miss it. Especially if you like Tetris. They're probably going to be doing that again, right? They always oh, do Tetris World Championship kind ooh. of, you know. Like yeah. tournaments and yeah. stuff, yeah, yeah, it's really fun to watch. Just like a huge crowd, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's you know it's being displayed on a big projector and, mm-hmm. mm, yeah, that's brutal. Like I just imagine you drop that line, that straight piece in the wrong place, and you're yep. gonna get it. Oh, one one mistake, and <laughs> yeah, you're ten thousand people. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gonna that's be super great. Intense. Do they have any like fighting tournaments? Do you know, are they gonna do? They that do too? a little bit yeah. of everything. Okay, yeah, good. they really do. Like, because they have a really good console free play setup in addition to the arcade free play setup, and see uh, some people run all kinds there. of tournaments through there. So, okay, good. if you're into if you're into gaming at all, you uh-huh. cannot miss it. Yeah, don't be fooled by you know the word retro. There's a little yeah. bit of everything. Exactly. Right. You that, can, that you can buy you know PS4 games. People have too. new stuff there too. Okay, that's. I wouldn't want to call it misbranding because it's it's a really good name yeah but i mean yeah it's it's a misnomer it doesn't really paint the whole picture now well so as much as yeah it's it's yeah definitely it's it's definitely a for the love of gaming sort of uh convention it's a it's a game foundation history is retro. convention yeah, yeah. I mean, it even, is it's everything it's even all if inclusive. you just like pinball 
there's going yeah, to be so many different, ball there. you know, older tables, Whatever newer your niche tables. Is. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tickets are pretty reasonable as well. So okay, it's, it's really just like a a good time to go get hang on those out, early bird passes. Yeah, well, and it's it sounds like it's one like with the with Rose City, it's pretty specific the experience that you're going to get. You know what you're going in for, but with mm-hmm. this, like. It is like an all-access pass to just go in and fart around all damn day doing yeah. whatever. Like, there's a ton of stuff to just do as opposed to just walking around a booth, seeing stuff, maybe buying something, going to a panel. No, there's stuff to do yeah. the whole time, yeah. everywhere, all yeah. around. Like, I know yeah. I know people who go just to look for games like that they've been looking the for all year. It's the best swap meet of the year, yeah. Just to buy games, and yeah. just we'll spend the whole weekend... Hunting, um, hunting for <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hunting for rare gems, right? And then I know people who just go just to play in the free play section or in the yeah. arcade. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking forward to. That yeah, sounds great to be able or, to play like everything. You know, you just never see who, who go for the panels and yeah, there's really something for everyone. Totally. Mm-hmm. No, it sounds like it. And then again, you guys will you'll have a booth and a bunch of games. We'll be yeah. there. We'll be contributing a bunch of the games for the uh, for the free play arcade, and we'll be hanging out at the booth selling. Uh, who knows? Fidget spinners, maybe we might Some have a nice. few left over. Some mystery boxes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, one day maybe. Oh, come on, you can do it. We we need to come up with a mascot so you can make a plushie and get oh, that we got up a mascot. We got Groundy. Groundy, Groundy. Oh, Groundy. Yeah. maybe Groundy will make an appearance. Yeah. There you go. Oh, we got a pretty good Cuber costume in storage too. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you need somebody to walk around in the the Groundy costume, let me know. All right, <laughs> I'll be your mascot. All Let's right. do it. You um, here first. Yeah. Where can we follow you guys? So, groundcontrol.com with a K. Yeah. That's uh, the best place for the schedule and everything, too, for the events. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a we have an events calendar on there, so you can kind of see what we do regularly. And, and then Facebook is really good for that as well. Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's all at groundcontrol. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh, and Twitch is at ground underscore control. Okay. Yeah, if you want to follow the live streams for Killer Queen and everything else. Uh, Maybe uh, more stuff one day. Hopefully. Nice. Soon. Hopefully. Should just have a live stream 24-7. Put cameras up in the corner so yeah, we can yeah. see like, like, hey, everything that's pick going a game, on. Pick board. a game every month and just live stream that game. Yeah, why not? Not a bad idea. Make a little rig to hang off the front of it that's just over the shoulder. Yeah. You can move it from machine to machine. Inspired by this nine-year-old mm. kid. Yeah. Right? Uh, GoPro. Yeah, with yeah. his GoPro. That's awesome. And Art, do you want to share where to follow you? I know you're on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, I mean, you can if you want to. You can you can find me on uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter at uh, ArtRules, A-R-T-R-U-L-Z. Um, I don't... I do Instagram more than anything else. There you uh, go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, really, when it comes down to it, um, please check out Open Signal mm-hmm. um, for your film, video, TV, you know, uh, TV, animation interests. And uh, follow Ground Control for uh, all your gaming needs and every need. Yeah, every need, <laughs> all of your needs at Ground Control. Yeah, and that was OpenSignalPDX.org. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for coming in, guys. Art, thanks for breaking your wag cherry. We'll have you back. <laughs> well, I know by now. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, sorry, that's the line. Okay, now we know. That's that's the line for Art. But again, thanks, guys. I really do appreciate it. Appreciate it. Awesome. Of course. See you again soon. Bye.